vast white path leads to the horizon, and I'm not sure whether my eyes are playing tricks on me, making the distant black mountains look like a mirage. As I step across the crusted honeycomb floor, my foot makes a soft crunching sound. That reminds me of walking on snow in my home state of Connecticut. Except it's 130 degrees Fahrenheit in the hottest place on earth. I'm actually walking on a thin layer of salt left after the burning sun evaporates any trace of water. I hop playfully from foot to foot until splat! My right foot is immersed in a muddy slop, and I realize it's too late that these salt flats are not made for walking. These boots are made for walking, and that's just what they'll do. Fragile salt crust covers a mud base below, leaving a small pool of water that is undrinkable. I am literally standing on a pool of bad water. I'm at the appropriately named Badwater Basin, 282 feet below sea level, and the lowest point in the entire continent of North America. degrees north longitude 116 degrees west hi this is madeline i'm jeremy's younger sister not the annoying one last august my family and i drove through the highway to the sky at colorado's rocky mountain national park it is the highest continuous road in the U.S. at 12,183 feet above sea level. Five months later, I'm in California's Death Valley National Park, the lowest point in the United States, 282 feet below sea level. Under the sea. Under the sea. Death Valley is also the largest national park outside of Alaska. It is also the hottest, driest, and lowest place on Earth. That's right, we're going to the desert. I found one place COVID's Omicron variant can't catch me. So, is there only death in this valley? <coughs> Do you want to learn about finding life in barren places? <coughs> then come and join me, Madeline, in the hottest, driest, and lowest part of Earth. with me, Jeremy, in real life. Death Valley from the movie Star Wars. In episodes 4 and 5 of the original trilogy, Death Valley was Skywalker's home planet 
of Tatooine. Well, if there's a bright center of the universe, you're on the planet that it's farthest from. To find out more about Death Valley, I talked to National Park Ranger Kate. I'm Ranger Kate. I am a park ranger at Death Valley National Park. I grew up in western New York. Um, I've only been here at Death Valley for a couple months now. This is my first season at Death Valley and a winter seasonal park range. She named some of the famous movies where you might have seen Death Valley's landscape. Star Wars films have been filmed here. Um, Star Wars A New Hope had a bunch of different places filmed here. We've also had things like Top Gun filmed in the park. Um, and actually the newest, the first, I believe the first episode of The Mandalorian uh, also had some oh. stuff filmed here. There's also a really, uh, a relatively well-known old Western TV show called Death Valley Days that was filmed in the park as well. I sent my sister, Samantha, to investigate all of Hollywood's hot spots. Over to you, Samantha. This is Jedi Samantha on the scene. Remember when R2-D2 and C-3PO crash-landed into the sand and then split up with R2-D2 crossing the sand dunes? What a desolate place this is. Where do you think you're going? Well, I'm not going that way. That's Death Valley's mesquite flat sand dunes. And Jawas, the brown road clad, hooded in yellow-eyed scavengers who hid before shooting R2-D2 with a blaster gun? Or were the sand pirates Tuscan raiders that hit Luke on the head? Wait a second. They're sand people, all right? I can see one of them now. Both were filmed at Death Valley's Golden Canyon. I'm on location at Death Valley's Artist Drive home to pastel-colored hills. The hills are alive with the sound of music. Erosion and oxidation of volcanic rocks created a rainbow palette across the mountains. Say that five times quickly. In a nearby gulch along Artist Drive, Jawas carried R2-D2 in R2's Creek. Hey, Amelia, what does gulch mean? It's a narrow and steep-sided ravine, marking the course of a fast stream. I hope you didn't Google that. This is also where I happen to meet a modern-day version of R2-D2, Yoda, and a robot from the Disney Plus show, The Mandalorian. When 900 years old you reach, look as good you are not. Hmm? Across at Dante's Peak is where Luke Skywalker and Obi-Wan Kenobi looked across Tatooine. Obi-Wan Kenobi recites his famous line about Moss Eisley. You will never find the more wretched hive of scum and villainy. We must be cautious. And at the 20 Mule Team Road, I see the path to Jabba, the hut's place. <laughs> Silly Jedi! Silly Jedi! Last year, the TV show Mandalorian shot scenes of its dust planet from Death Valley. That's it from Hollywood. Back to you, Darth Madeline. 
Thanks, Samantha. There's more than movies to Death Valley. Military, NASA, and companies test their technology on Death Valley's rugged terrain, the closest thing to Mars. Let's go to Mars. Air Force pilots fly through Rainbow Canyon, car companies subject their new models to key testing, and even NASA tested its Curiosity and Perseverance rovers. So one, the military uses a lot of low-flying jets in this area for training for their pilots. A lot of vehicle companies will come out here and get special permits to do vehicle testing. And kind of the most exciting, at least in my opinion, is that NASA actually comes out here and does a lot of testing for their rovers as well. And there is a place called Mars Hill, which is over near Artist Pallet Drive, where Curiosity Rover was actually tested before it went to Mars. And it's called Mars Hill because it has a lot of similar characteristics to Mars. Ranger Kate explained to me how Death Valley's unique film and test-worthy landscape was formed. But the formation of Death Valley is due to something called crustal extension. And that has to do with tectonic plates kind of pulling apart in this area. And that causes blocks of earth to shift and move, creating mountain ranges and these big basins. And that's um, a big geologic process that's affected a lot of the Southwest. So Death Valley is a dropped land between mountain ranges formed by tectonic plates shifting. No not those kinds of plates. And that's why Death Valley's floor sits below sea level. Why is it unique? Death Valley is the hottest, driest, and lowest place on Earth. It is the hottest place on Earth for two reasons. First, there is no cloud cover or plants on the ground to block out the sun's heat. Second, the surrounding mountain ranges trap warm air inside the valley. That location also gets super hot as well as at Furnace Creek. We hold the record for the hottest temperature on the planet, which is 134 degrees. And we regularly um, get in the high 120s degrees Fahrenheit range in the summer. And Those same surrounding mountains block cooling winds and rain from coming into the valley. Death Valley's low elevation below sea level contributes to its dry climate. And then we're also really dry because of that low and the heat, it makes this place also a really dry place to be. Badwater Basin is not only the lowest part of Death Valley, but also the entire North America continent. So the lowest is Badwater Basin. It's below sea level here. It's the lowest point in North America. That location also gets super hot as well as at Furnace Creek. In fact, it is the very low elevation that makes Death Valley so hot, even in winter. Because we're so low, it stays warmer here as well. Um, so down at Badwater Basin and at Furnace Creek where the visitor center is, uh, we often don't get freezing temperatures at night in the winter. And like right now, it's January and we've been getting 70 degree days. Contrary to the name Death Valley, life actually survives and thrives here. 
That's because Death Valley sits on top of an aquifer, or rock filled with water. Wait, what? That's right, Amelia. Below is a massive rock with holes filled with groundwater. That's why Death Valley is home to the pupfish, who had lived here for over 25,000 years in 93 degrees Fahrenheit water. Desert succulents and halophytes, or salt collectors, survive even in the most dry conditions. Plants have to be really hardy plants, so things like succulents that are really good at water management,、uh, as well as things like halophytes, like pickleweed, which are really good at salty water absorption. Ranger Kate mentioned pickleweed, a succulent that is salt tolerant, just like mangrove trees that give live birth. Remember that episode? What do mangroves give birth to? I don't know, baby groves. There are also gold, purple, and pink wildflowers littered across the desert floor, and once in a decade, they have a super bloom event. And life in Death Valley isn't limited to plants. It's home to bighorn sheep, kangaroo rats, and tortoises. I didn't see any, but perhaps I'll return at night when coyotes and jackrabbits leave their traps. Yeah, so we have a bunch of different plants and animals.、Uh, they can often be really hard to find at Death Valley because so many of our animals are nocturnal, meaning they're only active at night. So you have to go out at night. So oftentimes you can only find feet、uh, tracks of those animals. So going out to them, those sand dunes, you can find like tracks of ravens, sidewinders,、um, jackrabbits. Kit foxes, beetles, tarantulas, things like. One of my favorite parts of Death Valley is the rippled mesquite flat sand dunes. They're formed by haboobs, or intense winds, that regularly occurs in dry climates. So the wind is just different. Weather fronts coming through the area, and Death Valley varies a lot in how windy it can be. It'll be really calm for a week, and then we'll get these huge storms that come through and create these haboobs,、uh, which are these big dust storms that are created by the wind moving through here. But wind's really important to a lot of features in the park. It's a big thing for how a lot of our sand dunes throughout the park form. I experienced a 30-mile windy day when I visited Death Valley. And climbed the mesquite flat sand dunes, where sand has found its way into every crevice. How can you help? Conservation. In the 1800s, gold miners discovered borax, a cleaning agent that I used to make slime. Twenty mule teams pulled borax from the Death Valley mines to a nearby railroad. Coincidentally, a borax executive named Stephen Mather became the first superintendent of the National Park Service, which oversees Death Valley. 
and 62 other U.S. national parks. Mather was one of the original supporters of conserving nature. The first superintendent of the National Park Service, Stephen Mather, actually used to work at one of the borax companies here at Death Valley, and that informed some of his decision-making process in like creating historic sites in the park services. I've earned junior ranger badges over 30 national parks and monuments. I've learned to leave the sites as I found them. Things, but it's really important to leave those things for other people to find um, and to leave for our archaeologists to kind of better understand the human history here uh, as well as the natural history for our other scientists as well. Um, another thing that we have a um, that can be tempting here at Death Valley is that it can be a, look really fun to go off-roading, but off-roading here can cause a lot of damage. So we ask that please uh, that people please remain on roadways as well. Three words. describe Death Valley in three words. <laughs> I think the classic ones would be hot, dry, low, uh, but for me personally, uh, I would describe Death Valley as variable, special, and fun. Variable just because we see all these different climates here with those below sea level over 11,000 feet. Um, special because there is so many things here that we only have here being that lowest point in north america we have a lot of endemic animals so animals that are only found here at death valley um, very different history than a lot of other national parks and how it came to be and the different human history that we've had here as well and then fun because i've been having a great season here and it's been so much fun to work here and live here Death Valley's variable or changing environment allows life to survive, and finding thriving life in barren places is both special and fun. Thanks to Ranger Kate for teaching me about life in Death Valley. Thanks to Jeremy for the script and editing, and Samantha and Amelia for the sound effects. Thanks to Mom for exploring with me in real life. This was recorded and edited with Anchor. See you guys in the hottest, driest, and lowest place on Earth. And may the force be with you.